0: Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. On, let's go!
1: This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. Online 247, 247. You're listening to the hottest internet station. And we're back on the Media Industry Guru podcast. Today, we are going to talk about all things about film, partnerships, and marketing within the industry. I have Jeffrey Godsick on the podcast, he's an entertainment executive working at Sony Pictures. He's the executive vice president of Global Partnerships and Brand Strategy, where he is responsible for the studio's continued global growth and extension of its brands, including films such as Uncharted, Hotel Transylvania, Ghostbusters, Spider-Man, Jumanji, the list goes on and on and on. And we are going to learn about his strategies for marketing and branding, his initiatives, his personal background, coming from Tulane, uh, studying film, and then transitioning to working on some big projects right after he graduated college as a field manager, including Ghostbusters and Karate Kid. So let's welcome Jeffrey to the Media Industry Guru podcast now. Hey, Jeffrey, welcome to the Media Industry Guru podcast. Really excited to hear more about you and your background and how things are going for you at Sony Pictures.
0: Well, thank you for uh, having me. I'm really happy to uh, talk to you about what's going on. It's a <laughs> bizarrely interesting time in our business right now.
1: So tell us a little bit more about your history and background. You started in this business as an assistant field manager working on like high end projects such as like Ghostbusters, Karate Kid. What was it like to work on those projects starting out in this business? Well, I I
0: actually started out um, because of Tulane, to be honest. Uh, So I thought that was a a nice, relevant place to start. When I Mm -hmm. was um, a senior, it was either the end of my junior year or senior at Tulane, um, my intention was always to get into sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, But being from New York, I expected to go back to New York, and um, I had an interest in selling TV time for one of the networks and um, my advisor told me about this internship that Columbia Pictures had uh, which turns out they had internships at about 30 campuses around the United States where your job was to do a variety of things from local promotions with the Tulane radio station to uh, screenings things like that you know uh, market our movies to the student body at Tulane and, and Loyola because it was so close when I graduated, um, I was lucky enough to get an interview at Columbia and got a job there. So I moved from New York out to um, uh, the studio, which at the time, we shared the studio with Warner Brothers. It was called the mm-hmm. Burbank Studios. Mm-hmm. Today, we have our own studio in Culver City, and, and Warner Brothers retains the studio at Burbank. Um, but it, uh, it really was a kind of, jump right in, um, opportunity, which was great. I had done a lot of you know different marketing stuff while in school and <clears throat> the role of, um, that I started was, um, as you said, a field manager and your goal was really to, um, oversee X amount of markets. I, I don't recall exactly, but I think it was something like seven to eight markets, mm-hmm. uh, in the region. So when everything from Arizona, all the way to St. Louis and, um, your job was to mirror the national campaign on a local level. So you might be doing promotions with local radio stations, local newspapers, could be local water park, could be anywhere where there are people and it would be an opportunity to um, tell them about our movie and ultimately excite them enough to buy a ticket to uh, the movie. So for me, it was a great start because um, it was kind of an entry-level position, but not at the, the uh, lowest point of entry. And um, in the end of the day, I became full circle and came back to Columbia Pictures about six years ago.
1: And what got you interested in the film side of marketing versus like digital marketing or marketing in the music industry, for example? Um, did you have any uh, people that you looked up to in the field and said that you wanted to be just like them? or? I honestly
0: didn't know that much about it. And I've never even visited LA. Um, I'm from New York. And um, I've always been a lover of movies. Uh, Back when I was a kid, you could go to Double Features. You could see two movies on a Saturday and just love movies. It's interesting that you bring up digital. There was no digital marketing at the time Um, (laughs) to give away my age. In fact, um, when I was at 20th Century Fox, we started digital marketing. We were the first studio, and I wouldn't even be able to give you the year, but if I had to take a guess, uh, it'd be about 25 years ago um, when digital marketing started uh, from a studio standpoint. I didn't really know um, too much in music. Uh, I did work at a radio station in New Orleans, where I went to school, obviously, uh, which at the time was the number one station. Love music, but just love movies so much more. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't really have a, a mentor in that area. I didn't really have somebody um, who I set my sights on and said, God, I want to be like that. Um, I just knew I loved marketing and coming up with ideas uh, and had the good fortune of doing that during some my internship in my senior year.
1: And then, you also worked at Fox Studios. Um, you worked on some iconic projects which grossed over $2 billion annually in sales. Um, I'm kind of curious to hear more about those projects. I know one of them was The Simpsons, obviously, which has so many seasons. I think it's one of the longest primetime uh, shows in um, history, correct? I think today it still
0: holds that record as the longest-running scripted show um i've lost a little track but it's definitely over 30 plus years it might be 35 or so which is pretty extraordinary a feat when you think about it Mm -hmm. um when i started at um just to give you a little bit of the background after i left school i went to work at columbia worked at columbia for um a couple of years um as you mentioned ghostbusters was my first movie i ever worked on which was I mean, just the most extraordinary, insane, crazy experience. I remember going to the lot, um, where our office was, and the next day they said, oh, you gotta come see this movie we're shooting called Ghostbusters. And I said, okay, I'd never, obviously never even heard about it. And there was this giant set. Today, so much more is done through CGI, but then we had much more practical sets on sound stages. And it was an extraordinary um, uh, experience, uh, especially exciting that I now get to work on Ghostbusters again. Um, I worked there for about two and a half years, then went to Rogers and Cowan, which at the time was the largest peer agency in entertainment, and worked on movies and, and directors and things like that. And then, as you just brought up, went to Fox, Um, I was at Fox for about 20 almost 22 years and I started in um, as head of publicity and the way the studio was structured at the time the head of publicity oversaw um, publicity promotional tie-ins corporate communications um, content creation and eventually digital marketing as we kind of launched it and um, the one thing I kind of tried to bring to Fox that I would learned working at an agency is that there really are no no's in what we do. Creativity, there's no no's to creativity. It doesn't mean every idea you can do, but it does mean that you can think about anything you want. And especially today, back then, being in a world where there was no internet and there was no ability for people to share photos and communicate like that, it was a very different world. Word of mouth as a concept still was the most important thing ever. If you had heard about a movie from called Ghostbusters as an example from one of your friends and they said it's amazing, you're much more inclined to go see that than if you just read an advertisement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Same thing today. Word of mouth is equally if not more valuable because it's more instant because of digital platforms and social media and things like that. So at Fox, we did get to work on some of the greatest movies ever. Um, and we were lucky enough to um, crack some milestones. Uh, Independence Day was the first movie I would break $100 million on a weekend, which was really exciting. Uh, I worked on Avatar, which today continues to be the biggest movie of all time. The, all the X-Men movies we launched. And you know, we had our failures, too, because that's part of the nature of, um, of the business but there was such a diversity to the portfolio uh, that it made it really exciting.
1: And what types of digital marketing platforms, like I guess examples like social media are kind of evolutionizing and being integrated and implemented in your day to day or in digital marketing and advertising within the film industry? Well, today it's,
0: it's a part of literally every single thing we do. It is either a part of something we do directly. Mm -hmm. It's a part of something that a partner might do. Um, But there is so much immediacy due to social media, which is extremely important. Um, There are, things can be either come pockets events where you might have one particular constituency that really is rabid about something, or it can be really broad. And if you look at things like Spider-Man, that would be our broadest movie, Mm -hmm. because The Last Spider-Man is the biggest movie in the history of of Sony Pictures. Um, We incorporated a lot of things, both things that were done by the studio digital marketing department, and um, many things that are done by all of our partners. So when I talk about partners, those also are fairly diverse. We have partners on the exhibition, world obviously all the different theater chains are partners of ours and they have massive digital outreach some of them have <clears throat> loyalty programs um they have huge email databases uh so we work with them through that we do a lot with our own partners which could be anything from TikTok to Hyundai um but we put a lot of value into partnerships that um we can work with other companies and they all do massive digital uh, outreach. Uh, And then sometimes we're working directly with the digital platforms themselves. So one of the things that became important during the pandemic, where we were not, we we could never use our normal mechanisms. First of all, people were not going to the movies for a long time, Mm -hmm. sadly, but it happened, but now they're back in full swing, which is great. Um, So we started to reach out to, the digital gaming companies. And we did um, programs with Fortnite, with PUBG, with Free Fire, um, as well as platforms like TikTok. And for Spider-Man, we did the biggest promotion that TikTok's ever done before. But it was incredible in terms of its value because it drives you into culture. When you work with a outlet like TikTok, there's an endorsement factor that comes along. If you follow TikTok, then you're going to be more influenced by something that you see on TikTok than if you something you just heard about from TikTok.
1: For sure, yeah. No, I know TikTok is being really um, implemented within actors and actresses, artists, musicians, emerging talent, and so they're kind of helping their own brand but also helping the brand in which they're partaking in, and it's really cool to see that. Also, you mentioned the... um, the partnerships within um the movie theaters which is kind of interesting do you think that the streaming services like netflix paramount plus disney plus etc are kind of competitors within um these movie theaters now especially with covid people were leaning towards purchasing more subscriptions there's more content that's being um shot out there um but also i see at the same time like people are still checking movies via Redbox and can get early access to those films rather than going to the movie theaters. So where do you see that kind of heading towards?
0: Well, I I think that um, today it is a unique opportunity because we're faced with a lot of challenges. I look at it on a grander grander scale. We are all competitive for people's time and their money. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world that that's limited. There's only so much time in a day and there's only so much money people have. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, is a movie in competition with streamers, potentially, but it's also in a competition with concerts and competition with go-kart tracks and competition <laughs> with anything that people are going to do to spend their, the dollar that they've designated towards entertainment. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it means that we need to be very conscious to mm-hmm. do a few things. One is make movies in theatrical. Make movies that you really want to see in a theater. If you're gonna see Spider-Man, if you're gonna see Top Gun, mm-hmm. you do not wanna watch those uh, in its first run on a TV screen or a tablet <laughs> or a phone screen mm-hmm. because there's excitement to the sound. There's excitement to the audience. Being with people that are screaming and yelling and laughing and crying that's part of the experience. Yeah. But we're all in competition together. So we have to distinguish what we do, which means that we also have to make our movies into events. You gotta make good movies, which we all strive to do, but you gotta make it a movie and event. And to do that, you kinda have to move drive drive a movie into culture. You have to be part of co- pop culture. You have to be part of the conversation that people start to jump about. What are we gonna do this weekend? Or I can't wait for this, I hear this is great. And that can happen on a streamer, it can happen in a theater, it can happen on a new you know, song that Taylor Swift releases. It can happen in so many ways. So we're all in competition. And today we all have, I think, a, a much um, more difficult uh, job to fight for that entertainment dollar.
1: And now in your day-to-day role at Sony, you work on global branding initiatives. Um, including um, like for parks and recreation, a variety of different entertainment um, attractions. So would you say that a lot of the partnerships and marketing strategies are headed towards like the live event space? I mean, we've seen with uh, film, like as um, Netflix is a joke, for example. Is Sony kind of integrating that now? Another company that I follow is Superfly, which hosts pop-up events for TV shows such as like Friends. So is Sony and your team thinking of those uh, new strategies for uh, live event promotion for films? Yes, but it's much
0: deeper than that. When we, when we look at anything in the location-based entertainment world, mm-hmm. and we're working in many different channels from full theme parks, to theme park attractions, to immersive shows, traveling exhibitions, mm-hmm. water parks, they, they can't be just marketing vehicles. Um, because the investment is too expensive. Um, So what they become is certainly a marketing vehicle, Mm. a revenue generation vehicle, and equally as important to those two is a brand vehicle. Mm. So when we make a movie or a TV show, and, and obviously Sony's one of the few companies that's in movies, TVs, music, PlayStation. I mean, we're in every facet of pop culture, entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you create something like that um, it's not easy to um, have a constant flow of content Mm
1: -hmm. because it takes
0: time so if we're gonna make a movie and let's say the movie is a hit Mm -hmm. as our last Ghostbusters was we announced about two weeks ago that our next movie for Ghostbusters will be a sequel to Afterlife that will come out next Christmas okay so that's gonna be um, practically two years or so in between. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that location-based can do is be a gap to continue to immerse yourselves into the brand, uh-huh. even though content, we can't you know, release a movie every week, it's not possible. Yeah. Um, but what we can do is have um, attractions at theme parks, shows at theme parks, mm-hmm. uh, traveling exhibitions, like you talk about friends, Friends, which has been in New York and is now touring and is um, either just opened or about to open in London, that's a a brand that's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. But these kinds of activities fuel the continuation of the brand. They fuel um, consumer products for the brand. Friends still has a very strong consumer products um, program. And without having that in the marketplace, You wouldn't have things to remind people um, and get them excited. Mm -hmm. Friends being a little different because it's a TV show. And today, I'm making this up because I really don't know. Friends seems to be on like about six times a day. So it is kind of constant and and keeps out there. Like shows like The Office or Seinfeld, which is a show Mm -hmm. that we sell. Um, And they all have childhood exhibitions. We've got two immersive shows that we're doing for Ghostbusters, one in London, one in New York, uh, that are great experiences um, and really exciting immersive experiences. So it, it, it really depends on what ultimately you're trying to achieve, but we're trying to achieve brand strength, brand growth, and brand maintenance. And these are the kinds of ingredients and activities that can help us do that.
1: And these are also virtual reality experiences that you've worked on, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, at Sony, we're, we pride ourselves on, on kind of being the leader of doing VR among the Hollywood studios. We've done 16 different VR experiences. Um, some people will be very familiar with from Spider-Man. There are two VR experiences on PlayStation uh, currently um, that have had tremendous success on PlayStation. We did a game for Groundhog Day. There was about eight hours of play. And right now we are, um, we've greenlit a slate of five more um, wow. uh, VR experiences. The first of which will be from Ghostbusters, which we're doing with uh, Oculus or now Meta. And uh, that will eventually also be on PlayStation. But um, Zuckerberg actually himself announced the Ghostbusters game um, a couple of months ago at a big conference that they had. Wow. So- yeah, it's it, it's exciting because mm-hmm. the the install base of, of um, uh, has grown so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, PlayStation has um, a very strong VR uh, unit and great quality, and they're coming out with new and they come out with VR PlayStation VR five. Oculus has been great. Uh, so the home quality is so good. And then there's also the location-based yeah. side of VR with companies like The Void and Dreamscape, um, mm-hmm. Hollowgate,
1: things like that. That's really interesting. And I guess to wrap things up, for someone who aspires to be in the media industry across all sectors, for because this podcast is to educate um recent college grads people that are still in school trying to navigate their career path so what advice could you give to um someone uh is kind of figuring out their path and wants to lean towards marketing
0: well i i wish there was a secret um there is not one secret that fits all uh i think the more the more you can do while you're in college whether you're spending time marketing events or concerts in college or working for a sports team doing their marketing. Uh, any experience that you can bring to an interview separates you. Because there's so many, you know, I speak to a lot of kids coming from Chilean, I speak to, I, I taught a, a course at UCLA, uh, I speak a lot at USC. So I do speak to a lot of students mm-hmm. and I can't tell you the amount of people that say, "Well, they." They love movies, so they want to work in the movie business. Okay, well, most people love movies, so that's not enough. Or, I love people, so I want to be in publicity. Well, okay, you could be a a thousand jobs in loving people. So try to focus and then try to learn um, and learn by experience. I would be impressed with somebody who said, when I was in college, using this as an example of course Mm -hmm. when i was in college i worked on um the concert series promoting that and i worked on the film series that the the school had and to be honest i didn't like the music side and i learned why i like the movie side better that would be interesting because they're showing experience that makes it valuable Mm -hmm. and the other thing about our industry is we as you know, people write and and talk about our industry a lot. We're, mm. you know, we have two daily trade publications in Variety and The quarter. We have over the years, we have um, things like Deadline Hollywood and The Wrap. I mean, there's so many blogs and online journalists that are writing about film, TV, entertainment every single day. Mm. Read them, Yeah, learn about them. Understand what distinguishes Sony from Disney or Warner Brothers from Universal, because if you get the shot to get that interview, then I ask people is why, what what interests you about this, um, you know, and some people just don't aren't aren't prepared. So doing the homework for real is is so vital. Yeah. The other thing I would say is we're a difficult business. Uh, and a difficult business to get into because we have a studio lot. And that means that nobody can come talk to us. We've got guards at all the gates Mm -hmm. and you can't get in. Uh, So what I say to people is do anything you can to get in. Get a job as a temp. We work with outside temp agencies because with thousands of employees we need to constantly feel someone might be on a maternity leave, a paternity leave. Someone might be sick that day. Whatever the reason, get in. Get mm-hmm. in at any level you can. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of entry level positions. Mm-hmm. The question becomes then, what do you do when you're in? Do you sit at your desk and do the best <laughs> job you can? Okay, admirable to a degree. Mm-hmm. Or do you walk around? Once you got past the gates, you can walk anywhere and talk to people and say, I'm really interested in learning what you do. Can you tell me, can you spend 15 minutes telling me what you do? Yeah. And then at the end of that, say, is there one more person working here that I could speak to that you could set me up with? Mm -hmm. So by the end of that time, whether it's a temp assignment for a month, six months, or it's a entry level job, you have a better idea of what there are. There are so many jobs. In marketing alone, there are hundreds and hundreds of specialists. And some people wanna be very specialists. they wanna create TV commercials, Some people have no interest in that at all. So take the time if you've gotten in to really learn so you can decide where you wanna focus what your efforts are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's really valuable.
1: Yeah, that is really valuable tips and tricks. Once you're in, um, it's easier to figure out and carve your path um, versus trying to break in initially. Yeah, and and be inventive.
0: I've had, you know, Mm -hmm. over the years, I remember the first time it happened to me, there's a restaurant called The Palm Steak Place, which was a very big, um, in its former location, in West Hollywood, was a very big uh, place for distribution executives to go. Mm -hmm. And they would go there at least three times a week. And I was waiting for a lunch once, and a guy at the bar came up to me and said, you look like an entertainment industry. Can I give you my resume? Now, it, it, that might be not the way to do it, but it might be the way to do it, because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, anything is a good way to do what it takes to get in or a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, There's a rumor, and I honestly don't know if it's true, that Spielberg made a student movie and snuck on the lot at Universal, and would just go into people's offices. and say, can I show you my movie? And it was like a six minute or <laughs> 10 minute student film or whatever. So. It's just about how much you're willing to commit and how creative you can show because that's the kind of people we want. We need creative
1: people. Yeah, you really need to be persistent in almost any way possible, but there's a happy medium to it. And I agree, Um, you have to stand out from the crowds. Yeah, don't be crazy, but (laughs) you can
0: be persistent and smart and creative and thoughtful.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, anything exciting that's coming up in your personal or professional endeavors and goals and ambitions.
0: Well um, I'm really lucky in that sense that that every day I don't know exactly what to expect and I work on a lot of different things. Our first water park ever is opening up in uh, Thailand in um, October on the 15th. okay That's a really exciting because it's our first fully branded Columbia Pictures we call it Columbia Pictures Aquaverse. The first Columbia Pictures um, totally branded um, park, um, which is great. Um, We have some amazing movies coming up. We have a movie called Bullet Train with Brad Pitt that is just totally badass and cool. Um, So we're very lucky. There's a lot of different things going on. When you make 16, 18, 20 movies a year, and when you work on a lot of different things in between that, there's so many things going on. So in that sense, uh, I'm pretty lucky.
1: Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Jeffrey, for being on the Media Industry Guru podcast and sharing your tips, tricks, and background. Um, It's great to hear from you and looking forward to hearing more about your future endeavors at Sony and in the film industry.
0: Great Forbes. I appreciate uh, you having me on and uh, wish everybody good luck. Uh, go to the movies. That's all I can <laughs> say. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the media industry guru podcast. Stay tuned for coolest upcoming episodes. They're going to be wildfire y'all. They are incredible and stay tuned for upcoming music industry professionals, film professionals, artists, tech, anything that you want to hear, feel free to email at Media industry Guru Podcast at gmail.com or if you would like to be on the podcast and give a little promo or shout out or just talk with me because you know what I'm doing on Tuesdays, listening to my own podcast but also interviewing other guests because I love doing this this is my passion project but also my side hustle so feel free to email me at media industry guru podcast at gmail.com we'll set up a time listen to episodes on tuesdays 6 p.m pacific 8 central 9 eastern on anchor spotify stitcher breaker pocket cast google podcast apple podcast and now iheart and Deezer. so thank you for tuning in to the media industry guru podcast and peace out and we will rock and roll